astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Well, I can't believe it, but we are almost in Gemini season. Is that incredible? I mean, I guess by the time you're listening to this, we are in Gemini season. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. happy Gemini season. Yeah. Ah. Um, If you've been listening for a while, we started with Aries and we've been approaching each of the Zodiac signs in a way to teach it through um, sharing different healing modalities and having a guest on the podcast that encompasses Gemini traits and how we see that live out through the chart. And it's a great way to learn more about the sign. And, you know, we throw in a lot of great astrology terminology as well. So if you're listening and you think, oh, I have that aspect in my chart as well. It's a great way to, to start learning more language around astrology. And what I like about this feature that we are in the midst of is that it kind of demonstrates or uh, empowers everyone to be a healer. You know, we kind of talk about healer, like, oh, special category, very elite. Well, yes, that, that, that exists, but also the idea that every sign has some healing qualities just through their special strengths that they have. So we're talking Gemini today. And so Gemini is conversation. It's words. It's budding up with somebody. It's speaking and listening, asking Mm -hmm. questions, things like that. And that can have a very healing quality, right? Right. When you find somebody who knows what you've been through or can relate or can act like they relate, (laughs) it really combats a lot of loneliness. So anyhow, Gemini. Today's we're going to feature Gemini's. Yeah. So Gemini is ruled by Mercury. And mm-hmm. so we can talk about Mercury that rules communication, which that we do see Gemini's, right? They are very communicative. Yeah. Um, and Gemini is also ruled by the twins. And so I think that's where they kind of get that bad rap where people say, oh, are they two-faced or, right. you know, they have two distinct personalities. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to maybe showcase that in a different way today. I think in a very positive light about someone who has two distinct career paths, right? Um, just because they have that ability to mm-hmm. be, you know, maybe two different things to two different people. Right. And they really balance it well. Yeah. You know, I can't, I, I'm going to give a simple example of my granddaughter, Lincoln, you know, during the midst of the day, she has a need to change clothes multiple times during the day. Yeah. And it's kind of on a whim. And I think not, she's not a Gemini, but I like, wow, that's a real Gemini quality there that she's okay. Now I'm in this mood. I changed my clothes. Now I'm dressed like this. And again, that's just symbolism, but Gemini's have that incredible adaptability to go from one group to another group to in, instantly, I'm going to say modulate or adjust for who they're talking to. And sometimes I call Gemini's, they're like, they're like breeder. They're what, what do you call it with the birds and the bees and cross pollination? They, they're buzzing around. They're con- building connections. 
And I've learned a lot through Gemini's, particularly my Gemini clients. I'm amazed at the wealth of information that they have. Totally. Well, I'm dating a triple Gemini, so I yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've learned a lot. You know, but they they know a lot about they know and they know a little about a lot. Put it that way. I think that would be safe to say. But they obviously you get specialized in the, some certain areas. You know, a, a really a great deal about. Well, and also because they're constantly adapting because they can mm-hmm. kind of camouflage into a multitude of situations that I do think they often need downtime to really regain their self, their sense of self. And so like, when we go back to kind of that duality thing, mm-hmm. you know, in some certain, in some situations, they might be extremely outgoing, but right. then at home, oh, they're very quiet or very reserved because they're regaining kind of their energy, I guess they're recharging hard. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It goes back to that, you know, extreme adaptability and then having to, okay, I need some downtime now. Yeah. I like this point about how they might seek out just highly uh, repetitious activities mm-hmm. in order to zone out, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. especially around like the hands because Gemini is ruled by the hands. Mm. Um, so, but we could talk about running on the treadmill, watching old reruns, uh, video games, something that is just very repetitious, right? Something they don't have to think about. Right. You know, it's, it's a, and uh, anyhow, it's kind of interesting to see, uh, uh, I have a good friend who, who, uh, knits continually knits voraciously, okay. <laughs> you know, and, and clearly it's just, she does it to, I'm guessing to self-soothe and to heal. Yeah. Yeah. Because Gemini's are ruled by Mercury, I do think we have to talk about their language mm-hmm. um, or their thinking. You know, they can be known for very out of the box thinking. Uh, they could also have a very sarcastic sense of humor. Oh, yeah. They might also really like stand up comedy, just that, that art of reading the room. Mm-hmm. And I think they also they, they ask a lot of questions and they could be, um, you know, kind of in some way almost attacking people. Now, it may not, it doesn't sound mean, maybe as they say it, but it means they're questioning. They're going, is that true? Oh, do you find that, you know, they're questioning, they're poking a little bit. Lampooning would be another word to use. Think of National Lampoon, old, old radical magazine. But the idea is that that challenged thinking. There's, there's where Gemini. Yeah. Before we get to our guest, um, I think Mm -hmm. before we had got on the recorder, you had mentioned something about like they might really like shows where there's like two main characters that. Oh yeah. Buddy pink. flicks, buddy flicks, right? You call it buddy flicks. I'm, I wasn't familiar with that term, but oh, okay. so that's why I just like, but the idea where there's like two, you know, cop characters and they kind of ping pong off of each other or bounce off of each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that Gemini's might really like that or be attracted to that because you know, that's, that might be what they're looking for in real life. Yeah, kind of, kind of a tag team energy. Yeah, uh, you know, Gemini's like to reflect off of other people. They yeah. may get energy by being around a lot of diversity. Yeah, but okay, I don't know what the new term is. It used to be buddy flicks. It might still be. I just wasn't familiar with that. So, yeah. Yeah. um, I, I guess I want to start introducing then yes. our guest today. Bring her um, out. And, you know, a lot of the things that we shared today, um, her name is Angela Reese. She is probably considered my like 
bounce off buddy. Like she's Ooh. probably one of the people that I can be on the phone with the longest. It'll be like an hour on the phone. We're just randomly bouncing ideas off of each other. One um, topic to the next, not necessarily any <laughs> cohesivity between the topics. Um, so uh, without further ado, we have Angela Reese. She is a yoga teacher and birth professional based here in Las Vegas. Our history goes back. We started in the spa industry together um, and worked together at one of the hotels. And then we went our separate ways. And I think we reconnected on social media and she was hosting a moon circle. Yeah. A moon circle. And it was right as I was launching my business. And so it was just so natural that we reconnected. And then turns out she lived right down the street. I could pretty much walk to her house. So, um, it's been over 10 years. Oh my gosh, maybe close to 15 at this point. So, um, Angela, we would love for you to introduce yourself and tell you, tell us about yourself. And we're so excited to have you on the podcast today. Hi, it's great being here. I'm, I've been a big fan of the podcast and of Mary. I used to follow your mom back in the day when I went oh. to the spa and reherbed her website wow. and her stuff. Yeah. So it's like coming back full circle. Um, Isn't that fun? Yeah. So a little bit about me. My name is uh, Angela Reese. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga trainer. I'm a birth professional. I wear many hats. I have three kids kind of on the go. <laughs> Yeah, Always. you could stop right there at three yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Gemini. And thank you. You brought that word. You wear many hats. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. Yeah. And I felt like everything you guys were talking about, Gemini's described me to a T. I mm. like to play like little mindless, mindless games on my phone. Mm. I like using my hands. I like cooking, you know, very busy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even just the... Rep- the repetitious movement of yoga. Yeah. I, you know I mean? Cause I feel, feel like there's only a certain amount of poses, right. And then maybe you're just piecing them together a little bit differently, but yeah. Well, you know, and, and, uh, Gemini rules the, the extremities, the arms and the legs. Well, that's obviously yeah. a key part of downward dog, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. but, uh, yeah. And in case I didn't people- say it, Oh, sorry, mom, go ahead. Absolutely. I just said, taking those people through all those stretches and movements and placing your hand here and this and your leg there, right? Oh, yeah. It yeah, fits right I mean, in with that it Gemini. does. It does. So in case I didn't clarify, Angela is a Gemini sun. Yes. Um, Sagittarius moon and cancer rising. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> so we're going to look at her um, chart and we're going to start maybe piecing together some you know, telling a little bit larger of a story about Angela, even outside of just that Gemini son, uh, because you might be listening, thinking I'm a Gemini, but I'm not a yoga instructor. Um, I don't maybe use my hands as much. So we're going to start diving into her chart a little bit more. Hopefully you can also learn a little bit about your chart. Um, but before we do that, Angela, how did you get into your field? Um, I took my first yoga class in college. And I got into it to tame my crazy. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Like I was going through a breakup and it was like really hard. And, you know, you know, in your twenties, you're trying to figure yourself out. Right. And yep. I was like, I don't have any hobbies and this is kind of cool. It's hard. 
So I liked the challenge and, you know, it got me kind of out of my head and that's how my practice started. Wow. wow. So you just took, you signed up for a class. Is that what, how it started then? Uh, I took a class, uh, a course in college with a friend and then it was fun. And then I went to a studio and I actually ended up in a Bikram class, which was not what I thought it was going to be. Mm. <laughs> but then after it was like so hard, but then after I was like, I feel so great, you know? So it's like, it was like a drug, you know, I wanted to do it mm. again because you want to replicate that feeling. Even feeling like what we good. said earlier about that ability, like you were doing something kind of repetitious and you were able to get out of your mind. Like, yeah, yeah that's, mm. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that's it. very interesting as well, the Bikram, because that's pretty, again, that was very futuristic. That was on the edge, right? I think so. I mean, now I don't know where it's at, but it was yeah. at one point that was extreme. Yeah. 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 I, it's still extreme, but I think the Bikram style has fallen out of fashion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. you know what, you've mentioned now that you've been, you're a professional birther birthing. Yeah. So talk about that. How, what is that? How, how'd you get into that? So uh, that kind of fell into my lap getting into birth work. Um, I had my first son in 2014 and I had a home birth and everything went really well. And I was teaching yoga and my students kept asking me like, are you a doula? Are you a doula? Then I had friends asking me, would you come to my birth? So I'm like, okay, you know, so I started going to my friend's births and then it just kind of naturally progressed from there and birth work. It's very, um, you know, it, it's encompassing. It's not just doula work. There's also postpartum helping um, parents after they have their baby, there's lactation, helping people breastfeed, there's education, um, you can even go into um, stillbirth or bereavement, helping, you know, people and, you know, it's really a large, um, you know, category, there's a lot of different things you can do besides just helping people give birth. Wow, I yeah. just <laughs> love the way you said almost you kind of said it in a way that suggests that people saw you as a birthing person. Mm -hmm. You didn't even claim it as this is, this is who I am. I'm here to do this. They came to you. They saw it in you. It really ties in well with your chart. And we'll okay. talk about that in a second, but I love that. The idea <laughs> okay. that you were meant to be, so to speak. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. Very nice. Well, let's talk about that stellium then that she has um, in her 11th house. Yeah. Which the 11th house rules the physical act of giving birth. Oh, Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and just to make it clear, you have a lot of influences, a lot of planetary influence and strong points in your chart that in that 11th house. So we call it stellium. You have a stellium in Gemini in your chart. Uh, and in that 11th house, it does put you in that area of, and again, of like the, just what we, I was just referencing a minute earlier about the idea of, oh, I'm having a, I guess I am one. You wake up one morning and you've been ordained. Mm -hmm. Someone said, would you come to my birth? Oh, could you answer this question? And before you know it, you become it. It fits. And so again, it's, a, it's an odd thing. It's oftentimes where people are, you just grow into, they become something that they didn't really even set out to. That was my purpose to make this a business. It was just they're, they're following some natural skill they have. 
Yeah. The 11th house is ruled by Uranus. And so Mm -hmm. when clients are going through a Uranus energy, we might say you might be making some extreme claims about yourself that other people might be saying, oh, well, who, who said that, or, or Mm. did you go to school for that? Or how did you qualify for that? And you might be just saying, oh no, that's what I am. And so just a very easy example, of course, Angela's story is perfect, but the idea of someone coming out and saying, I'm a life coach and people saying, okay, did you go to school for that? (laughs) No, I'm doing this based off of, you know, my experiences or something that I love or something that I feel like I'm good at. So it, doubles down on that. I am a doula. I'm a birthing professional. Mm-hmm. Fascinating to see that literal translation. Absolutely. Literal translation. And I like particularly in your chart, Angela, that Hades. Now, again, I'm not going to describe what Hades is about, but it's a point in the chart that I watch all the time in people's and it sits on your son. And that but immediately says this person will learn about the physical body. I would almost say that your life is like going to medical school. Yeah. Mean that you're continually, whether it's because, oh, my mom was sick with this and my aunt had that. And I learned all this terminology. I learned about the body or in your case, again, um, you know, you work with the body. I assume I assume with people with limitations in yoga, you have what alternative poses and things to do, right? You know, the body, you know, you know, maybe, oh, don't do this. Don't do that. And then, you know, yeah, it's funny that you say that because, you know, obviously yoga is broad and a lot of teachers, when you teach at a studio, a lot of the people who come in there are very able-bodied. They're very thin and they can do a lot of poses. And just by teaching prenatal yoga, which is primarily what I teach, they're, they're limited in a way because they're pregnant. You know, you can't be on your back. There's certain poses that we can't do. And I really enjoy teaching people who, you know, have that kind of, I don't want to say limitation, but, you know, have something going on, um, you know, adding that challenge. I think that adds, you know, it adds to my skill as a yoga teacher. Like, how can I adapt for this person. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. You have a great capacity with that stellium that Kate has mentioned and this Hades to understand the interlinking, the interlinking. Okay. This is the underlying condition. So now we can do this, but we can't do that. And that's going to affect this as well. So you under, you see things as a template, you see things that are going to have repercussions Um, So again, I know you're not an engineer, but I say you have an engineering mind. You understand what one change is going to make down the road, how it's going to affect something else. Anyhow, it's really, it's fabulous, you know, for someone, again, not that you call yourself a medical person, but you know, you are taking care of the body. Yeah, thank you. Angela, do you have a favorite um, part about your astrology chart? Um, I, I don't know. I think I like the sun. I, so my son and my, it's Uranus. I think they're opposing each other, Yes, which, yeah. gives like, which gives like attention. And I feel like I'm like, I'm a rebel with a cause. That's <laughs> yes. how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've talked about the Uranus aspect being the birth, the birthing planet. So it is very interesting that it conjuncts Uranus conjuncts your moon and opposes your sun. So it is very prominent in your chart. 
and then being doubled down by the stellium in that 11th house. Um, but you know, Uranus moon, it, it does, it makes you rebel is a great word to think about it, but, um, you understand the schematics or you can be a very ahead of your time where you say things that maybe people aren't ready to hear, or people, you know, haven't even gotten to that thought process that it can make you a very out of the box thinker or, um, yeah, just even we like to think of like Albert Einstein, when we think of the Uranus energy, like his hair is standing up, right. He has all these thoughts that are beyond what other people are thinking. And on a very, very uh, domestic level, again, we don't probably have the time here, but I would love to hear about your living situation uh, throughout your life. This your, your chart suggests that you had something alternative, even about the home that you grew up in. Again, no offense of any sort, but maybe there was a lot of chaos. Maybe there was a lot of change. Maybe there were some really wild relatives that dropped in and out, bizarre things. So uh, very interesting. You have a very uh, tolerant, I would say tolerant um, uh, capability of dealing with a lot of things that may, maybe a lot of people couldn't handle in their home environment. Uh, mm -hmm. This is, again, just to water this down, this could be everything from, oh, yeah, we don't have a dining room. We've never had a dining room. Uh, we eat, you know, we eat standing up, we eat at the counter, we eat in front of the TV. That, I mean, that's be a really watered down example, like, oh, you don't have a dining room. Now, that's not a big deal today, but 20 years ago, that'd have been a huge deal. Where's the dining room? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll share. Growing up, my parents were not legally married. They had, okay. they, they were married when I was really young, and then they got divorced when I was really young. And my dad, um, he married someone else. And then I think he divorced that person or I don't know, but my parents lived together. They raised me together, you know, as, you know, a couple as I get as husband and wife, but mm -hmm. they just were not legally married. Mm -hmm. um, growing up, my mom went to work in the evening and mm -hmm. my dad stayed home with me and did, you know, took me, did the after school errands and, uh, made dinner and did that mm -hmm. yeah again yeah. it was a big deal you had a role yeah. reversal yes which yes. was just normal to you yes yeah and that's the blueprint then for you there's a blueprint there that you look at things differently and that that so fuels that all that stellium you have in that 11th house seeing how things could be different dad yeah. can yeah. fix dinner Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> Who thought? Exactly. Exactly. I oh, that we, we we need to talk about Chiron though. I think as well. Oh because, yeah. You know, we Chiron do. is yeah. the wounded healer, but you know she has Chiron conjunct her son, also oppose her moon. So the fact that she is in a in in a healing modality fits it. Um, I don't know if I know this about you, Angela, but if. I would be curious if you have any walking issues or any foot issues where, uh, you know, I have to wear special shoes or, you know, feet act up. Sometimes I have people that say, oh, I need to change my shoes constantly through the day, or I can't wear shoes uh, because Chiron would rule the feet. I mean, I broke my toe this year. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know if that yeah. you know, for, for anything. I can't think of anything in particular with my feet. I mean, I don't love wearing shoes, okay. but other than that, I don't. Well, I think in, in just building on what Kate already said, Chiron, that strong in your chart, 
represents that you walk to a different drummer, that you have a different viewpoint. So usually there's some act of separation that would be keen in your life. So whether it happened, you know, and I would actually look at around age nine, 10, something of that, eight, eight to 10, probably in that range, it happened the first time at least. But this idea that, oh, maybe you left school, maybe you went to a different school, maybe you lost a good friend. There was something there, an act of separation. Uh, you do operate with that placement of walking to your own drummer as being the quote unquote outsider. Right. I got to ask you this question. I've always been curious about how well do uh, doulas get treated in the delivery room? How well do the doctors embrace you? Do the nurses embrace you? Um, not very well, especially here locally. And, mm. and it depends like what hospital you're yeah. at. Um, some doulas, you know, prefer to do home birth. It's funny. I actually don't mind doing the hospital birth mm -hmm. <laughs> as a doula. So I may be even a little different from that group. Um, oh, yeah. As well. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to diminish what you do at all. That's not the purpose. It's because your chart says that you operate as an outsider. So I thought, well, how does that work when you go into like a medical institution yeah, where everyone is very specific about who they are and what they're capable of doing, right? Yeah. yeah. So you feel it. You feel oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One, yeah. And I would say that outsider energy and feeling separate. Oh, yeah. I, I've always felt that energy probably my entire life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, also like Chiron is like a cactus. And so when it's near a planet, like it latches on. And so it can start poking holes or creating insecurities within the planets that it's attaching itself to. So we're talking about your sun and your moon, you know, so it can create insecurities with mother or father when we're talking about the sun or in the moon or the, that sense of security because it latches on and pokes holes in it so the idea of like having to stand on our own to separate would be another way to think of chiron that was not able to you know it's it weakens the the planets or the luminaries that it attaches to Wow. That's an interesting, again, it just, there's a, just an alt, an alternative feeling of probably that just describes your life. And that could be because of your timeline, what happened at what stage. Sometimes things traditionally happen in your thirties. They don't happen in your twenties or things that you do in your forties, all of a sudden feel like something you should have done in your twenties. It's sometimes where it's a storyline is kind of unusual. And like I said, the idea of breaking away is oftentimes a big repeating theme that I would think that you would uh, to, would feel. But I do have one just outright question. That is outdoors. So are you, are you, do you have any tendency to be sham, like a shaman? Do you have any interest in that where you're really into nature? Do you pick up stones when you're out walking? Do you pick up leaves? You know what I'm talking about where there's maybe a connection to nature? Strong? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. What about animals? Are you an animal lover? I am. Okay. I, and I think like animals, like particularly cats are like drawn mm. to me, sometimes birds, you know, I'll notice mm. the birds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the shamanist. Shaman sometimes is into plants and rocks and things like that. And sometimes they're into the animals, but yeah. okay. That's really strong as well. I might call you a uh, Who's that character? Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Doolittle. You communicate with animals. You hear, I know what they need. They're talking to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
I really like too that Mars. Well, I shouldn't say I like it because it's going to sound silly, but Mars opposed Neptune in her chart mm-hmm. because Mars is the action, but Neptune can be a little um, dreamy or even deceptive. And so when someone lives with that in their chart, people might always be kind of confused about what you do, or they might say, wait, what do you, what do you do? Like, oh, you make money doing that? Like, oh, can you survive off that? People might not have a good grasp where they can't necessarily put their thumb down on what you do. So someone with this chart, you know, a nine to five job probably wouldn't be ideal unless it was something really <laughs> off the wall that people have never heard of. Right. But it wouldn't necessarily be like an accountant, <laughs> um, that right. there should be some confusion or some mystery around what you do, how much you make, how you make a living doing what you do. People yeah. don't know necessarily exactly what it looks like. Does that make sense to you, Angela? Yeah, no one knows what a doula is. <laughs> <laughs> so 100, 100%. Um, yoga teacher, I think people have an idea of what, what it is, but, you know, what is what is yoga, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I want to know, yeah. okay, are you what studio? What do you, you yeah. know, I want to know. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. When it, what, you know, do you yeah. have regular classes? Are they irregular? Are they highly personalized? Yeah, um, yeah all those questions come up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Mars Neptune, as Kate described it perfectly, uh, you know, but as can as well work on the other side, just FYI, the idea of Mars Neptune is sometimes you can be deflective. You can just drop out. They don't need to know this. They don't need to know that I'm at home with my kids, you know, five hours, of, you know, eight hours a day. And then what I'm doing, I'll do that in my after hours. They don't need to hear about, you may drop out sometimes certain details of your life. I mean, we've all, women, I think in particular do it sometimes when they're trying to present themselves professionally, they're not going to lead with the fact what their two-year-old did that morning, right? Um, so you have that ability to deflect by withholding information. Anyhow, it comes in pretty handy if you haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anything oh my else, gosh. mom, that you want to throw in about her chart? Well, I, I, I do think I want to put one more thing in and that, you know, I, and I, I'm only guessing this is too obvious, but I, Angela, confirm it for me, is that because of the degree your son sits at, you have this ability, I call it the Walt Disney degree, the Walt Disney degree. Meaning that you project this idea of all is well, all is well, no problems here. We're going to get through this. Life is good. And I wonder, is that kind of something that shows up a lot in the doula work where you're working with a pregnancy and there's anxiety? Do you find that idea that you can kind of calm people down well, easily? I had a client describe me um, calm as a cucumber, (laughs) which I thought was funny because I'm like, I don't feel calm as a cucumber, but but thank you. But in terms of that Walt Disney energy, I really see that in the yoga community and the wellness, just, Mm -hmm. you know, love and light. And Mm -hmm. it actually kind of irritates me. (laughs) because I'm like let's be real like birth is not all positive you know like yoga sometimes you go through hard stuff like that's life so I don't know I guess I have a 
I don't know. Well, how I feel about okay. Yeah. Let me just go one more line longer on that because this energy, yes, all is well projecting, having the ability to project. Yes. This is love and light. Wonderful work we're doing here. Then there's a second part with you're very much aware of the dark elements. You're very much aware of what's going wrong, but you know, maybe you're forced because of just maybe even the business side of things or whatever you have to project this, you know, kind of fairy tale version. And sometimes it represents, of course, a few slip ups where you actually then bluntly, you know, say, no, it's not, it's not all great. It's really this, this, and this, you may have a tendency, you can really put a twist in the story and talk about things that are uh, surprisingly bringing it up uh, where other people might think, well, that kind of was a detour from this light and lovely feeling. So you do have, you can cross over is what I'm trying to say, but um, it's, it usually gives a person a really strong ability to know how to connect with people, to encourage them, to give them hope, those types of qualities. Yeah. I, I, if you don't mind me speaking for you, Angela, I think, you know, it's just interesting when you know someone a little bit more intimately and then you Mm -hmm. can like, you go into the the energies and you think, oh, could this be a little bit different? But I think yeah. she might really call out those things uh-huh. that are all as well. Oh, that okay. there might be like a lack of tolerance for that because Angela is like a big, compo- like big supporter of therapy and healing and ancestry mm-hmm. work and how things were and like calling out even like the yoga community for only having white thin models being portrayed in ads and you know, she's been a huge advocate of showing body positivity, people of color in her work. And, you know, I think that's like a, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a point for her where she's like, no, I'm going to call it out. Not all as well. Well, okay. That, that put it <laughs> in perspective there. Uh, so, okay. I'm going to add one more thought then to it, because this can be where you rewrite the story. You know, I, you, I, I, I went to something, I thought it was fabulous. And then I meet you the next day and you say, oh my gosh, that was so racist. That was so this, that was so that. I'm going, what, what are you talking about? You know, this represents somebody who re- who tells the story in a different light. They had a different experience. That's Angela to a T, I think. Okay. Yeah, I agree I'll let that. you speak. <laughs> no, okay. I, I agree with that. I definitely, yeah, I see things in a different light. Okay, okay, there we go. Well, you know what? We're all coming from these energies and we have a little bit of different twist on them. But the core thing is, you know, basically it comes down to the Walt Disney degree of him, you know, building this magical place of perfection, supposedly, where nobody gets pickpocketed and yeah. all that type of stuff when we know this stuff still happens. Well, and she, I think she is in industries that do project in all as well. You know, I mean, I think she's around it, but that second part of that energy about retelling the story, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that's really where she accelerates is, mm-hmm. is saying, oh, that's how you took that. Like, what about this? What about looking at it like this? I have one kind of last question I want to ask Angela. And that is when we were having that conversation earlier about buddy flicks, did that make sense? Like, do you like Thelma and Louise, like as a movie? Or is there other shows that you notice that you like it when there's a little bit of a tag team? That could be series, you know, t- television series. Did that at all relate? Did you feel that? Um, I'm trying to think with shows. I'm not, I don't watch as much TV as I used to. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. But I will say that tag team energy, I do feel that in my life, especially like in my work life. And I do well when I'm kind of someone's wingman. 
Okay. So I, 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 see, like I, I feel it. Yeah, I feel that, but I don't know if I necessarily, you know, watch, seek that in entertainment. Well, I'm sorry. You do have three children. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I have an idea of what's on your TV screen. So yes. Okay. That was a stupid question for me to ask about like you have time to watch shows. <laughs> the way that I think about, like I shared, like we talk on the phone almost every day and sometimes like we'll call, I mean, right, Angela, I mean, we've had like four different conversations in one day. <laughs> like, yeah, it'll, and so I don't know if you do that, like, obviously with other people as well, where it's just like, okay, like this happened, like, let me run this past you. And, you know, that is a piece of being self-employed is, you know, a lot of times we're in our offices by ourselves and it's like, who can I run this past? Am I on the right page or, oh, this happened with a client? Am I, am I, let me talk this out with someone. And so I know Angela and I have been like that for each other, but you know, that could be something that, you know, Angela, you've always done. Oh yeah. 100%. I need that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I think we're going to start wrapping up yeah. uh, the Gemini season and Angela, if anyone listening would like uh, to contact you, how should they go about doing that? So if you want to learn more about the services and classes that I offer, you can visit my website. It's prenatalyogalasvegas.com. Um, I specialize in prenatal, postnatal yoga for pelvic health. So you don't have to be pregnant to take one of our weekly group classes. And then um, for my doula stuff, I'm kind of on hold because of COVID. Um, but my personal website is just my name, AngelaReese.com. Perfect. And I'll have those um, linked in the bio. So um, you can contact her through that. And we really appreciate you being on the podcast today. I know um, we were just joking ahead of time before the podcast that she said, well, now I can't listen to this episode. She said she's an avid listener, but you know, a lot of times we don't want to listen to ourselves talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Well, you better skip this next Monday. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, with that, Angela, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We really appreciate it. And I've appreciated your friendship and all your, um, you know, just support. So I'm glad we could do this today. And thank you for sharing your healing, your healing qualities, how you use Gemini healing qualities. Absolutely. So happy Gemini season to everyone. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the mom and me astrology podcast to keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at the or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.